Hey guys, this is Hot on the Mic, brought to you by The Exchange Project. I'm Ness, and I'm here with my co-host, Nets. And today we have Eddie Camacho. Is that an okay last name to go by? Absolutely. <laughs> Ed Ball. <laughs> um, live in studio, and he's just going to tell us a bit about the reasons behind his downfalls and just his journey um, going through life. And we're glad he's willing to go into depth about these details and just discuss them with us and be transparent. And there's just some things that people don't like to admit about themselves, but he just told us that he's ready to tell it all. So as usual, we're just going to start by discussing our week. So how's it been going for you, Eddie? It's been going great. It's been going great. Uh, today is Monday. It's in the first day of the week. Um, can't complain. Just get out of, got out of church yesterday. So uh, uh, there's nothing like starting the week in the presence of God. And so I'm excited. I look forward to um, Friday. <laughs> we all do. Right? Right? He's like, just skip from Monday yeah. straight to no, Friday. No, midweek service. Thursday, but it's closer to Friday. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Well, I was just on my way over here thinking that I forgot to tell you that I was like an offender vendor on Thursday. Totally like skipped my mind, but nobody knows. You guys. You guys are the only ones well, who know. Will know when Besides my dad, yeah. Because they called me from insurance today and they're like, oh. oh, hey, we're just following up. The guy basically said that maybe I shouldn't be saying this. So did you Uber here? <laughs> <laughs> well, he was like claiming injury and I was like, oh, God, the car was stopped. Like, relax. But it wasn't anything Don't big. admit fault. Right? Never. Never. No. Did, you have insurance, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, right. Where's my lawyer? Like, did, uh, did you forget how to drive when you went to Mexico? <laughs> I think I did. You know, like, they don't have bag. They don't have any laws over there, so. Oh, God. Well, Lord Jesus, help you with that. How was your week? Um, it was good just hopping back into work. I had a good relaxing day yesterday and kind of woke up. Oh, on the wrong side of the bed, missed my alarm. <laughs> Our toilet has been having problems. <laughs> Real life problems. So when I was rushing to go out of the house, um, the toilet almost flooded on me this morning. So that was just you starting to do my What is no, that? No, I was what not. What did you eat? I was... <laughs> no, I wasn't even. It was just number one, but the stupid knob got stuck. And mm -hmm. as I was walking out to go wash my hands, you know how you hear the water keep running? Yeah. It almost came out, so I had to pick up the trash can and like start putting a little <laughs> water in there. And then all of a sudden, it went, whoosh, and it all went down. I was like... Lord, happy Monday to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, not oh honestly. God. That's how my week got started. Cool. <laughs> Good stuff right there. I feel like we, we'll all experience that in our adult life. We so have. Far. We have. Not me, though. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it clearly was number one, but he has experience right. with number two. <laughs> yeah, <they run> out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, well, like Vanessa said, we're here to talk about Eddie's life mm -hmm. and whatnot. Um. When did I meet you, Eddie? Um, I want to say, well, I've been coming to Streetlight Church. I, I was going to Streetlight Church for what? Um, since it started. <laughs> since birth. <laughs> right? Since, yeah. No, but I, like, I think my first memory of meeting you might be, like, at a Chuck E. Cheese. Because I remember, um, well, she, is she your wife? I don't know, I'm like... <laughs> yeah, ex-wife? Ex-wife? Yeah. It's yeah. been years, you know? We've gone yeah. through relationships. Uh, but she was... Marlene was pregnant yeah. at the time. Oh, wow. So that was 10 years ago. My son's 10. So yeah. he's 10. Yeah. That so that's, ago. like, my furthest memory I have of, like, possibly, like, when I met you. Okay. But yeah. So, yeah. 10 years ago. That's a long time. Yeah. 2000, uh, 2008. Yeah, I was a counselor. 2008, I was a counselor. I was married. Mm -hmm. She was pregnant. And, uh... Uh, that was during the time when I had just got got on the ball. I became a drug and alcohol counselor well, a year prior to that. And so, um, yeah, about 10 years. Yeah. So it wasn't one of the times where you were coming out of jail? No. No. <laughs> no that was prior. That was prior. That right? years back. Right? Yeah. No, but I mean, yeah, I mean, let's just get right into it, right? Because obviously you said that's when you were being a counselor mm -hmm. and like whatnot. So just give us some background about like, your life. Yeah, it's a roller coaster ride. So. Yeah. Absolutely. No, and I'll keep it 100. I'll keep it 100. Let's see. Uh, uh, grew up without a dad. You know, I just grew up with, the, um, I started with, uh, not started, but I was born in a family of, uh, you know, uh, 
two brothers and two sisters. Well, first it was me, us three, my older sister, me, and my brother. And uh, my dad was murdered 10 days before I was one. So um, never had a dad, never my mom being broke. Um, we have a huge family, as you know. Uh, my mom comes from a family of six sisters, two brothers, her being the youngest. So I literally had cousins, had family members that were uh, actually first cousins that were almost the same age as my mom due to her being the youngest. So um, my mom's mom died when she was 14. And um, so I, I can honestly say that my mom never knew what it was to get love or receive love or being shown that, you know, um, especially in our culture, in our Hispanic culture, that's that's just, like, I don't want to say the norm, but that's just how we're raised, you know, just pretty much um, that tough love, that hard love. And so um, my mom growing up without a mom, without a dad, being raised by her sisters, by her older sisters, um, it, it took a toll on her. I know it did. And so um, so what did she do? She went out and, you know, tried to hook up with whoever she hooked up with. One, You know, that being my dad, she found that 21 years old, had a baby, you know, got pregnant, had my sister. Uh, my dad ended up, um, I, I want to say almost kidnapping my sister and taking her to Mexico so my mom decided to go to Mexico and uh, bring my, my sister back. She did. She did. You know, she was able to do that. And in the midst of that happening, um, uh, she didn't want that to happen when she ended up pregnant with me. So that's why my last name right now is Camacho, which in reality, it should be Espinoza. Uh, Ten days before I was one, my dad was murdered, was shot to death five times. Um, he had not only my mom pregnant with me, he had another girl pregnant as well. So my dad was a womanizer, um, handsome dude. I guess his downfall was women and died at 23 years old. It cost him his life. So I literally have a stepbrother uh, that it's a, I, I'm going to be honest, it's a trip because he, he looks exactly like me, though I've never met him. And um, so as a result to that, his grandpa had hired somebody to kill him. And so my dad was murdered at 23. So to fast forward into my, into that, um, I was born, so I, I guess you can say uh, broke. My mom was always on welfare, just broke, you know, just, um, I remember her uh, not knowing how to express herself to us, trying to raise us up in a Jehovah Witness environment um, and, and, and not celebrating holidays, not celebrating uh, uh, Christmas birthdays um, on welfare, um, um, not stable ever from one house to another. And and in Orange County, I never stayed in one school for more than a year. That was my life. That was, you know, I remember going to the thrift store and running to the back and seeing the bikes and and um, and wishing I had one. And uh, so that was my up, 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 up raising up and uh, just broke, you know, and. Um, so always in want. Always. in Yeah. Always in, in, in that. I wish. All right. You know, this just or, you know what I mean? It, it, at that age, you don't really like you, you don't really think of it. That's just the way it is, you know. Until you get a little older and you realize, like, man, you know, like, what, what is... Or you start to see, like, people around you who do have what you don't have or whatnot. Exactly, exactly. So, at that time, um, so, um, as I was growing up, I, I, like I said, I had a big family. I have a big family. And uh, my aunt, um, I have an aunt who lives in Mission Viejo who has a nice house, has a restaurant and all that. And so, I guess you can say she's always been the one to have money. Uh, she has three daughters and a, and, and, a, and a boy, so I got real close with the boy, so I became, you know, which is my cousin, and uh, started living over there in junior high, and I remember telling myself, I was, you know what, I'm not going to get high, I'm not, I'm good, I was real athletic, I was into basketball, and uh, and so as I was going to school over there, and living in the nice area, um, my, my sister and my brother were living in Anaheim in a bad area, so um that was my that was that was pretty much the way I was raised. I'm gonna fast forward a little bit. Um, it wasn't until I tried weed for the first time that I just that I that I that I um, I was tried it out of curiosity. I was 13 years old and uh, not only did I like it, um, I loved it. I loved it. I loved I loved the feeling of it. I, I, I everything. And so now that I look back, I I, I I remember I did more scandalous things, more dirty things for weed when I was younger than I've ever done for anything else in my life. Um, um, I have a cousin who's a pastor, uh, Vanessa's dad, and um, he's, he's my cousin. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Forgot yeah. to mention that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're related, and so um, my cousin uh, Santos, he um, mm -hmm. it, it, 
1996 in July, um, he was living in Santa Ana, and I remember coming home from school, and I was all blazed. I'm coming home from school, and I see the 64 Chevy Impala parked outside of my house, and I said, oh, my God. This guy's either going to lecture me, he's going to scold me, or something's going to happen. And I remember, like, if it's yesterday, I seen him there sitting with his legs crossed, with his high socks. Moving his fingers. Yeah. He always his, sits like that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Moving his fingers with all his rings on. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's just looking really serious. And I'm like, oh, boy. So um, I remember walking in there, and uh, he told me, he just looked at me, and he told me to go pack my bags. And I did. And I... I I didn't ask any questions because I didn't want to get beat up. So um, <laughs> I remember just... Um, Can't tell that man now. Right? So um, so I grabbed my stuff and I ended up going to his house in Santa Ana and uh, um, uh, ended up staying there for the summer. Not only did was it was it me, it was me, my brother, and my cousin. My cousin Chato, my older cousin, were, were grew up as well. And so um, at that point, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't hinder me. It didn't, it didn't stop me from my addiction now that I was a full-blown pot smoker. Um if anything, I, it, 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 um, it, it made me, it made it harder for me to have to do it, have to get it. And, but yet I, I, I did. So I had a pound of weed at 13 years old at my cousin's house. And, um, it was crazy. I remember we would literally like sneak out of the house, walk by him while he was sleeping just to go and smoke our weed by the railroad tracks. And, um, I remember having a large amount of weed, a lot, a pound at 14 years old. And, uh, my cousin Pebbles ended up snitching me out told my cousin santos and that's when he realized that i had a problem he went in the room like swat found the weed and, um, <laughs> i'm like holding back like the laughter yeah like, what yeah he went <laughs> the in things there. my dad has gone through yeah <laughs> for real i remember the first day we slept in that room we smoked weed in the room with, oh hanging, out, hanging out of the window and like oh we, we swear like he wasn't gonna smell like you it can't smell it yeah right? and he goes in there and he's like what are you guys doing for like nothing and uh he he was like wow so it was it was it was some i mean i got stories for days but i'm gonna i'm gonna that's <laughs> the highlight in the yeah hair. yeah he found the weed so um that's when he decided to put me in rehab in uh, december 4th of 1996 um now this program was a was a residential adolescent program and uh it it, it was a co-ed program and it was minimum one year i remember him telling me um Hey, you're gonna go in here and you're gonna stay here just for three, four months, and and you're gonna come out and and, and my mom telling me, don't worry, me, I'm gonna keep you for for three, four months. That was a lie. I ended up um, staying there for thirteen and a half months. But um, one of the things that this program helped me to do was um, it helped me realize why I did the things that I did because I always wondered like why why do I get high? Why did I do this? I'm I'm a good kid. I'm I'm you know, and so um, one of them was dealing with the fact that I never had a dad. It helped me identify that. And a lot of other things, but um, um, I was able to, you know, uh, have a different mindset. I was as I was in that therapeutic community. Um, but one of the things uh, that ended up happening when I was there is I, I met this girl, and um, I really thought she was like all that, and um, I ended up hooking up with her. And um, come to find out, by that time I'm like 15 years old. Come to find out, her mom is like one of the biggest drug dealers in LA, her mom, that actually put her in rehab. And so um, I ended up hooking up with her and, and I got introduced to methamphetamines at uh, 16, 17 years old. And now I'm selling a lot of, I didn't even smoke weed anymore. I got introduced to selling uh, methamphetamines for her mom. So this girl, I, I thought she was the one. I was this puppy love, this young love. And um, I'm 16 years old, doing, you know, living a, an adult life, you know, selling a lot of drugs, making a lot of money, meeting different people. And so on. Um, at 17 years old, she ends up being pregnant. Um, she ends up being pregnant. I'm like, dude, I'm a kid. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is to be a man. I don't know what it is to be a, a dad. I don't know what it is, anything. But um, by that time, I'd been to juvenile hall. I went to juvenile hall. I'd been on house arrest. So I was already like getting a little familiar with the system. Um, but my mentality was always hustle. Hustle, you know, uh, my mom my mom stopped buying me clothes at 14, 15. I, me and my brother were always... Like, let's have things for ourselves. We don't need mom. We don't need this. Or, you know, we don't, we, we were getting things for ourselves. We didn't steal. We didn't, we didn't, you know, go and steal. That's the one thing we did. I guess you can say we hustled with stilo, with style. You know what I mean? We did it without having to be scandalous. You know what I mean? And so um, that was our mentality. So uh, not only that, I had an old, I have an older sister who um, we looked up to a lot, who uh, was running around, was running amok and, and uh, you know, was running just, 
doing up, up to no good. And so we we looked at her as, hey, you know, let's not do let's do what our sister does, but we're guys, you know. And so um that didn't help. Um so at 17, I end up um finding out that my girlfriend's pregnant. Um uh let's see here. At 18, she ends up having the baby. Um I'm I'm living in hotels, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm 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 into methamphetamines. Uh, uh, it wasn't until I went um, to go try to cash a check and uh, I found myself uh, going to county jail and uh, going to prison, prison for 16 months. And so um, I went and spent seven years of my life in and out of prison. And so um, that's when I, I was a young kid going, I mean, not county jail, not, you know, the city jail. I went to prison, Wasco State Prison at 18 years old. And uh, that's when I, I that's... Pretty much, I, I, I thought that was it. Like, this is my life. This is, you know, there's no other. This is going to be it. This yeah. is going to be it. So I spent seven years of my life, in and out, in and out. And in those seven years, there was there would be times where I would try to clean up or I would try to do this or I, see, I would see my daughter and, and I would be like, man, like, you know, she's growing up time. But yet, I, I just wasn't ready. It wasn't it wasn't my time, I guess you can say. And so um, I always had family. I always had the support that I needed, but yet I never... Never went clicked. about it never 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 clicked it until um, 2005 um my daughter i was sitting in, in corcoran state prison and i got a letter that um that my got my daughter was uh um left in a car from 10 o'clock at night to four to seven o'clock in the morning um uh, and uh she was woken up by the police department her mom had left her in the car while she was up with the connection and and uh so she was taken away and it wasn't until that I got that letter that it hit me that like, hey, what am I, Eddie? Like, what are you doing? Like, you know what it is not to have a dad. You not, you know what it is not to have these things. But yet you're sitting in prison and now your daughter's taken away. Mm. And so they asked me if I wanted to go fight it. I said, of course. I went to Chino. I went to Orange County, and um, and um, I, I I got out of prison and I still was running around. I still was running around. And and and, and I remember um, um, sitting there one day and I have a bunch of drugs in my pocket and I have money and. And uh, I looked around, I'm like, what am I doing? This is stupid. Like, this is dumb. And um, I called my cousin Santos, called your dad again, and, 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 and there he was. And I slept on his couch for six months. And um, I, through the grace of God, I was able to get on my feet and, uh, and uh, uh, get in line. And, 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 and God opened doors that I thought would never open. And um, I became, I remember clearly um, Santos telling me, hey, go put this application in this place. And I'm like, come on, Santos. I don't have an education. I don't have a high school. I don't even have a high school diploma. No experience. No education. I'm on parole. And you want me to go put this application in at this La Familia Family Treatment Services? You're crazy. You're not gonna hire me. <laughs> and and so that was so. Now that I look back, I'm like, I was so like blind to the things of God. Like, where was my faith at? You know what I mean? But nonetheless, I did it. Well, my faith was there. I guess at the time, not really, but I did it anyway. And I got hired. <laughs> and so um, I became a drug and alcohol counselor. I was able to obtain uh, full custody of my daughter. I had a one-bedroom apartment, and, and, and I was good. I, I, I remember that was good. I was good going to church, but this is what I lacked. I I, I was on fire for God. I had a full custody. I was, everything was good. But there was, there was I still had that enemy in my inner me that I needed to deal with. And I dealt with surface stuff instead of getting into the inside. And, um, you didn't deal with the root issues. I didn't deal with the root issues. You know what I mean? The things that were in there, that were in there, that, that, um, that I needed freedom from, that I needed repentance from, that I needed forgiveness from, that I needed, um, deliverance from. I didn't, I didn't, I, I wasn't, I wasn't aware of those things. I didn't, I, I wasn't aware that, that, that there's, there's spirits. There's, a, there's things that, that want to manifest and want to come up. So with that being said, um, I still had pride. I still had pride that I dealt with that that I that I that would come up that would you know try to pop up and and so I just didn't know how to deal with it. So um, when it got to the point where I'm like you know I I I'm lonely, you know, and I I want a companion. I want I, I'm I'm a single dad. I'm raising a six year old little girl in a one bedroom apartment. I'm going to church. I'm working. I got my license. I got all these things in order. But yet, God, like I, I want a female. I'm a man, you know, and I, but I wanted to do it Eddie's way. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to, I didn't, I didn't wait on God to, God knew that, God knew my, God knew my, my heart's desires, God knew all that, but yet, I didn't want it, I, I wanted to do it on my time, and so, um, I took it upon myself, and, and, uh, 
would dates begin to date? And I remember clearly, like if it was yesterday, I remember something close to your dad telling me, Eddie, look, you're, I know you're a grown man. I know you, you make your own decisions, but if you're going to go out on dates, you could, uh, not dates, but date, if you're going to go on a date, take a chaperone with you, you know, because um, the devil is crafty. And I remember telling him, I tell myself, in my head, I didn't tell him. I'm like, come on, Santos, I'm a grown man. I don't need a chaperone. I don't need a babysitter. I'm going to call him right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Hey, you hear me, people? Like, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, um, I, I remember that. I remember him, I remember him clearly telling me that I'm, uh, and that pride and my pride kicked in. And, and um, that was the enemy at, at work, uh, you know, the, the, the enemy at, at, its, at its best. And so... Um, to fast forward a little bit, I ended up uh, hooking up with this girl. I ended up going on, you know, just um, and I, I remember when we first uh, we first hooked up. Uh, I remember literally feeling the Holy Spirit leave from me. Mm. I literally, I literally felt like it, it was it was it was it was it was crazy. It was an, it was a crazy experience, and so um, slowly but surely, I, that 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 sin began to to grow. I gave room for the enemy and. Uh, just little by little. Um, and, and, and that's one thing that I know now is that the devil is real tactical. He's good. That's what that's what he specializes in, you know. And so... Um, knowing our weaknesses. Absolutely. And knowing how to... He'll take his time. He doesn't... He, you know, he doesn't... He doesn't have... He doesn't care. And so... Um, so with that being said, I, um, I ended up relapsing. I'm going to fast forward a little bit. I ended up relapsing. I ended up going back to the world. Um, I got so depressed. But yet... All these things were going on, all these bad things, you know, because of my, you know, because of the consequences of, of the actions that I decided to do. But yet, I didn't know what to do with them. I didn't know how to reach out. I didn't, I didn't know what, like, you know, I just, I was just, I just kicked myself in the butt. And so, um, I ended up, just everything went down. You know, I lost my place. I lost, I just stopped going to work. I started getting high from drinking. It went from, um, I relapsed. I started drinking. I started doing meth again and, um. I ended up coming back. I went to San Diego. I ended up coming back to Orange County and trying to do things different again. And um, it did. I worked. It worked. But it was just more based on what Eddie's experience, job experience. I, I was able to. I had a good resume. Um, I tried to work things out with my with my wife at the time. And uh, that's probably around the time you met me, 2008, mm -hmm. and uh, came back to church. And so um, for a lot of years, I struggled with going back not, by that by 2008 I got introduced to make uh, another hustle I got introduced to making counterfeit hundred dollar bills where it became like a lifestyle it became a habit where I would cash two or three I made them I I would wash the bills I would get them and I would you know take the ink off and print them and, and so it wasn't like how do you do it again yeah, <laughs> yeah right? gonna be incriminating no, right? Right? no, no, no. do we need yeah. a lawyer no, no, no. I signed the you. disclosure I signed it okay <laughs> so I, don't but, mention any names going forward <laughs> right <laughs> so I got introduced to making counterfeit hundred dollar bills I became a new hustle and so on so for the last eight years from 2008 to 2018 for the last 10 years um I was struggling. My my addiction was my addiction with methamphetamines and alcohol. Um, but um, my other addiction that I realized was my feral, was my was my God, I guess you can say, was my money. So there will be times, guys, where I, I'm not kidding you. In those 10 years, I, ha I had this black bag, this black Calvin Klein, um, like little travel bag where I had my USBs, my... SD cards, my flash drives, anything and everything that had to do with my images to make these fake hundred dollar bills, I would plug them into a laptop. I'd get my printer, and here we go. So in those ten years that I that I had this hustle, that I had this thing going on, there would be times where I would literally stop and go to church and give and, and stop everything, like just cold turkey. I would, you know, I'd say, okay, I'm done, but yet I held on to this black bag like if it was my my ride or die. I didn't let it go. So there'd be times where I would go, I would go to uh, you know, streetlight and, and, and sober up and, and do right, lift my hands up to God and, and and praise Him and worship Him and and do all these good things. But yet I held on to this bag. Dang, that's crazy. I held on to this bag, and so your foothold. Yeah, but I, it's and, crazy though. But like I think of it like an addiction. You know, like you're you're going to church and you're, you're like trying to get yourself right and in your mind you think like I'm not carrying this anymore but you like physically had physically. something that yes. like 
you were carrying. Yes, physically. Yeah. Not just in my heart. Yeah. Because I had a bunch of stuff in my heart. Exactly. <clears throat> excuse me. But, <clears throat> excuse me. I had physically a black bag that I would literally put to the side in my in my stuff, my, my clothes, and I would just have it there. It was like your emergency kit. Yeah. In case you... We're like, uh, I want to go back, exactly. or oh wait, I need it. But Instead of relying like, on like God exactly. to be able How to provide for you. How many of us are you? like that in life, though? Mm-hmm. Like we, you know, yours was physical that you were like, that's my, mm-hmm. that's my thing. I have to guard it. But like we go through life like that. Like we think we have this like security in this one mm-hmm. thing that we want. We want to fall back on it, but it's really like the burden that we carry, or like mm-hmm. that that's that baggage that we should be leaving behind, and we don't. Absolutely, absolutely. So physically, I w- I literally had this bag, my 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 uh, my Calvin Klein bag, and so I would literally have conversations with God, where I'm like, all right, God, like I I'm just gonna put this right here, and and God would tug in my heart and would speak to me and would be like, what are you doing? But I would just 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 uh, nothing and just ignore it and just change my 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 train of thought at the moment and so. I had this black bag full of stuff, USBs, um, and so I was literally, literally making a reservation to go back into the world, holding on to this bag, wow. and so I did that for 10 years, 9 years, I would always sit there and wonder, why am I doing, why do I, have, why do I always go back, why do I always go back to the world, I'm, 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 I'm in church, I'm sober, I got this going on, but why do I end up going back, Eddie, you're being a double-minded man. Mm. I was living two souls, and and, and, and it wasn't until I and, and uh, this this time around where um, you know people ask me you know what right well just so you guys know I, I'm going on on this is the longest time I've ever had sober and uh, I'm going on, on on close to a year, and I haven't haven't said that in a lot of years, and um, you know some people have asked me Eddie well what's what's changed, and I said well. When, First and foremost, God always finishes what he starts. And so, though I wasn't allowing God to work in my life to the full capacity, he already started something. You know what I mean? Because God's the same today, yesterday, and tomorrow. You know what I mean? And so, with that being said, I was me, me making that choice of living a double-minded man and, and, and living two souls. I just didn't, I wasn't aware of that. And so, um, um, so with that being said, that, that black bag just, just, my phone, I had a USB, a, a SD card in my phone with 4,000 pictures, you know, 300 videos. I was living in the past. I would go, I, I would, I would, I would go on my phone and look at my pictures and look at my videos. And, 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 and I was okay with that. As long as I had that and I see pictures of my kids and, and oh, so just so you guys know. So, um, real quickly, I, I, I didn't finish having kids. I, I ended up having, um, I ended up having, oh, I had my daughter who's 18 now. I had my son who's 10. And I ended up having a four-year-old and a three-year-old with um, the mother of, of of those kids, which is my third baby's mom, and uh, and that was due to my disobedience and and me um, uh, pride do, once again doing it my way, doing it my way, and so um, um, the kids have no fault in whatever you know. Of course, they don't. They, they're they're my awesome, beautiful kids, but um, as a result to me doing it my way, I ended up. Um, building more soul ties you know just uh not really caring not really caring you know i said it's i heard this saying the other day where where so many people are so like you know hey you know so many people don't let nobody eat in their car you know because their food and the, they'll let they won't let anybody eat in their car but they'll let anybody in their soul mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. it's like you know that's i'm like wow that's heavy i heard this sermon so um that's what i was doing i just wasn't i i just was doing it my way, living a, a, I was a man live. you know what, it's a trip, because I would get my counterfeit bills, and I would take so much pride in them, and I would look at them, and I would be like, wow, and uh, I, I, I was like, you know what, it looks good, it feels good, it seems good, but it's fake, mm-hmm. well, that was me, seemed good, you would see me, you would never think like, oh, this guy's smoking drugs, this guy's drinking, I, I yeah, look, everything was cool, but I was fake. And that's a question that I had for you, is, you being the brother that we never wanted <laughs> and always Amen. loving on us and, you yeah. know, couch surfing and things like that, making things fun. Like, if people know you, they know it's hard to hate you. Mm-hmm. And 
obviously you have a great personality and you get along with others really well, but stepping into what you're stepping into now as far as, like you said, almost a year of sobriety and things mm -hmm. like that, with that character that you have that's very likable and is a good – it's you have charisma. Like, mm -hmm. is there boundaries that you have to set now or what type of boundaries do you have to set from – keeping your pride to creep up or from keeping you to have your finessing ways, you know, rise mm -hmm. up. Like, do you, do you see those, those things now right away where you're like, Oh, Eddie, you can simply do this or you need to stay your path. Like, how does that go for you and being stuck in that for so many years and you're yeah. back at it again, doing okay. something good for yourself? Absolutely. Yes. That's a good question. Um, I never knew what it, what it, what it meant to, to have a deliverance. I never knew what it meant to get rid of, um, to gut out whatever you've had in the past. You know, God, when, when, when we died, when God died on the cross he died, and rose again, we need to die with him. Our past needs to die on that cross. I never knew what it was to, I never knew what it is to, to be delivered or to, you know what I mean? That, that you know, we, we, we die twice, but live once. And so I never got a chance to really die to my old self. And if I did, I never did it all the way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. And so, um, now that I'm that I'm getting older, and um, I have uh, you know different people, my sister, my brother-in-law, who are plugged in, and 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 they they're able to show uh, share with me, you know, what what they've gone through and and different things. I um I I personally have have um, gone through deliverance, and let me tell you guys, um, it wasn't just necessarily me to being delivered in that room you know, saying these prayers and, you know, getting rid of things. It was walking out that deliverance. How did I walk out that deliverance? God God was able to show me like, hey, see that bag you have? Mm -hmm. That ain't your God no more. And so, but it, I wasn't able to do that on my own. God used other people in my life to, to, to help me with that. And so people ask you, Eddie, what's changed? Why are you... Why are you why are you making the decision that you're making now? Why, what's changed? And 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 then I thought of that and I'm like, you know what? I had to make an an, an um what's that word? I had to make a conscious decision to say mm. I am not gonna live like this no more. And I'm gonna do whatever it takes and what however, whatever, anything and everything, like I, I, I can't do it no more. I got I got to the point where Eddie, I'm getting older and your ways are not working. Like, Lord, I can't do it. So I started hanging around people who are doing it and have done it. Mm -hmm. So you become, you, you, you're like, okay, it worked the for them. The lights just switched yeah. on for you finally. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. it worked for them. So how did they do it? So I, I, I surrendered. Mm -hmm. I surrendered it all. Like, I, Lord, I don't care. Like, I don't care about my car that I used to wash every day. I, I, I don't care about my 73 shirts that I have. I don't like, Lord, take it. You have something better for me. You, I, I started like, like it, God just, and it, it, it wasn't until the day that I sat in my sister's room and she told me, Eddie, well, I don't like, I don't know how I, I was sitting in the room. I had my phone and I'm going through my pictures, my 3000 pictures, my Gmail account that I had for years. And she's like, what? She's just like, she's like, why do you have that? I'm like, well, they're my pictures. What do you mean? By the way, my offense. My offense, right? I'm like, what do you mean? These are pictures of my kids. This is my my memories. Why? She's like, why don't you just get rid of that? I'm like, right away, why don't you get rid of yours? Why am I going to get rid of this? And I remember her, we having a, a, like a little, we bumped heads a little bit. I remember getting up and something told me, no, sit down. And I sat down and I looked at her. And I go, you're right. You're right. Why don't I just get rid of it? You're right. Who cares? Who cares? And she said, God is going to give you new memories. Don't you believe in that? And I said, yeah, I do. Who cares? I mean, pictures of my dad, my vacations, my kids, pictures. Like, I said, God's going to give me new ones. Righteous ones this time, not where I'm all spread out, not where I'm all drinking alcohol, not where I'm all. God's gonna give me even better memories. 
And it, and I grasped and I got a hold of that and and a spiritual battle began to begin to happen in that room in that atmosphere and 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 and, and, and I pull out my SD card and I and I and I and I break it in half and and she's interceding for me she's praying for me and and then I'm like and I start crying I start crying and I'm like Lord like why is this so hard for me why is this so hard for me and 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 and, and, and literally I I hear the, the like the devil here and I hear the God here and I'm like and I'm like oh my like this it was hard. It was so hard. I grabbed my phone and I and I and I and I, I just little by little and she's praying for me and she's interceding for me and I grab and I break the and I and I tell my brother in law, go grab my black bag. Go grab my black bag. And he goes to the garage and he grabs it. And I and I break every single i I'm I'm not kidding you guys. I had like 20 of them. SD cards, USB, flash drive. I broke every single one of them. And I'm like, I'm doing that and 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 and, and I'm and I'm being set free literally as I'm doing it. Literally, and, and I happen to find a little baggie in there, empty baggie of meth, and I'm like, what the heck? And I'm breaking these things, and I and I go, you know what? And I started getting mad, not mad at at, at, at the sin, at the yeah. sin, because this stupid stuff kept me in bondage for so many years. But yeah, and it wasn't it, it wasn't actually the computer and my laptop that I had. It was what I did. All these soul ties, all these things, and so I grabbed anything that had to do with counterfeit guys, and I snapped it in half. I broke it. I I I I I hit it hard, like with strength, like you know what I mean. Like, yeah, like anything. I grabbed the bat and I broke my printers. Anything electronic, and I said, "Lord, like I'm done." And um, it it was an awesome experience. I would laugh because of joy, because I knew something was happening. But then I would cry because it was so hard for me. And um, chains were being broken in the, in that moment in that room. And um, I I I I I, I um, ever since then. I know what it is to experience freedom. I'm free. Not only have I gotten rid of that, that was just a, the tip of the iceberg because I got rid of, guys, when I say I got rid I got rid of all my clothes. I got rid of everything, anything, anything that I had, like, I don't care, like, take it, clothes, everything, so, shoes. Anything that anything. just represented that life yes. that you were, like, holding on to so much. Everything, everything. And things that where I'm like, uh but then I kept telling me, it's only going to make me better. Lord, it's only going to make me better. It, it, once I got a little taste of that freedom, <laughs> oh, man. Take it. Take it. Except my car. I, 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 need, I need transportation. You're like, I need to get to No, no, no. But this is my goal. My goal with my car is I'm going to turn it in because, you know what? At the end of everything, God has something better for me. Yeah. And I have a hundred. And, and, and so with that being said, I'm not in bondage anymore, guys. I, I, I got rid of, like, I had, like, my clothes, instead of giving it away, I had, you know, you remember my clothes. I had a lot. I got a lot. And, and so, I didn't know how attached I was to these things. And I threw it all away. Grabbed it. I don't care. Throw it away. I le I was left with, like, five shirts. I had 73. How many, Tony? 73. Yeah. <laughs> like, how many? <laughs> I heard you say 73. Yeah. No, literally. Like, I did. Five. Literally. No, literally. I had, yeah. I counted them. <laughs> I had jeans. I, I, I just. Your 501? Yeah. All that. I'm like. God has something better for me. I, and, and, and I believe that 100, guys. So what what made me change is and now I, I as I'm learning, now I got delivered. Not only did I get deliverance where I was able to um, confess the things that I deal with and, and all these things I was set free from my, 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 my money making, my clothes, my, my uh, possessions. I got rid of all of that and, that. and God began to work in me. Okay, what else? Okay, Eddie. My emotions, my, 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 now, now God said, Eddie, I'm going to work inside you now. I got rid of the physical things. Now, now I'm going to work inside you. So how, 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 how and I said, Lord, anything, I, I'm open. Like, I don't get, make me feel uncomfortable because it's when I'm, when I feel uncomfortable is when I know you're doing something because if it was comfortable, then that means I'm familiar with it. I'm okay with it. The uncomfortableness is what's going to make me better. Don't make things easier for me, God. Make me better. Yeah. Because anybody can say, hey, oh, man, this is hard. No, let it be hard. Because if it wasn't hard, it wouldn't be worth it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think, sorry. Yeah. Um, I think when, like, you say the uncomfortableness, it's like, you know who you, you, you think you know who you are, but he's showing you somebody else that, that, 
like who he knows you are he's showing mm-hmm. you your potential and it's like uncomfortable because it's like oh god like is I'm this really just... for me like god do you really have this for me but yeah. it's just like part of trusting that he mm-hmm. knew all along like this is who he was trying to get you to be like all these years <laughs> and you like you're fighting you're fighting right. and that's why it's uncomfortable exactly because you're so used to you mm-hmm. <laughs> Doing it my way. and like you said it's the emotional part yeah. and what gets me in the in this process is that you did say that you had to overcome drug addiction but for you to be able to go in that much depth Mm -hmm. for your devices but for your drug addiction to even just be like oh yeah i i got off drugs but Mm -hmm. for you to have to go through that process to to be able to be let go of those literal things that you were holding on to those ties to your past and everything like that that just blows me to away and i would hope that it would help people realize like yeah people think oh, someone's on drugs, they're stuck, they're going to be like that forever, or, you know, they're dumb or whatever. But no, we can even get stuck and hooked onto things like that. Exactly. Devices that Devices, are going to keep us pictures, tied in memories. cycles. Absolutely. All these things. It's like, tell me what you spend more time on or with, and I'll tell you what your heart's full of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so um, I'm like, Lord, like, I, I, it, I'm not kidding you guys. In this last 10 months, I have learned more about myself and God than I have in any other time in my life. In my life. Like I say, in my life. Because it's like, because I, 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 I gave it up. I gave it up. And so, um, is it, is it, is it challenging? Yeah. Is it worth it? Absolutely. What is it to gain the world and lose your soul? Mm. You know what I mean? And and I have I have 100%, 110%. Like, not only like in everything, like in relationships and and um, with, with, you know, with my, everything, my kids, showing them how to be a man and my license. I, I'm getting my license for the first time in 13 years. You know what I mean? Like, all these little small things. I pay child support. I work. I I, I, in my, I got promoted at work. All these little things that I thought I can never, I will never have my credit. I'm working on my credit. All these things that I thought, I, I, I literally told myself when I was in the world that I'm never going to have a license. Child support, tickets, my DUI in San Diego. I'm never going to have a license. I just, I'm. <laughs> so you just chose to run from your responsibilities. Yeah, I, I felt that that was it. Like, I'm not going to be ever be responsible. I, I got to a point where I was like, my counterfeit money, that's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Why? I mean, come on. I go in a store and I buy whatever I want. I cash $100 bill, get $90 back. I, I cash three or four of them. I got so good at it where it was it was too easy. Too easy. I had everything at the palm of my hands, but yet I had nothing. At the cost of your relationships, Freedom, of your family. I forgot to mention, Um, I got uh back in March of 2016 or 17. I was I was drinking a lot of alcohol and um, I'm coming to find out that I was um, etern- internally bleeding. I had to get a blood transfusion. I had to get a blood transfusion. And um, and they said my blood count was really low, all this stuff. And so what I mean to say with that is that um, I almost died because of my addiction and because of my you know disobedience and, and, and how I wanted to do things. And so, but yet that didn't stop me. I came out. I had a pipe in my sock the whole time at the hospital. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I had a. I'm it like, feel like that sometimes. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And so, I um I still didn't stop, but um through the grace of God, you guys, I I right now I am um, I'm I'm free, I'm free, I'm delivered, I'm a new man, and um the God says in His Word, you know, He 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 um He makes it, He He I'm not gonna stumble over things that are behind me anymore, because mm-hmm. they're erased. Those things are gone. I'm yeah. a new creation. God says it. That's his promise. He, he, he died. He paid for it already. He paid for it and we prayed for it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that's where I'm at right now. I, through the grace of God, I am, um, I'm, um, I'm, I'm a, I'm a deacon in training at my church. I'm a deacon in training, which means I'm going to be like, uh, and I prayed for that. I asked God to, 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 to put me in that position, a leader in the church. I'm on the prayer team. I, uh, I work, I see my kids. I'm becoming a man. I didn't know how to be a man. I never knew. I never had a dad. I never knew what it is to be a man. Now, not only am I becoming a man now, I'm becoming a man of God. 
And how awesome is that? It's be, so good. It's it's beautiful, beautiful. And and it's like Lord, sometimes we're you know a lot of times me personally or some of us are into microwaving you know things like you know God microwaving our prayers, but God is more into marinating. And so I need to stop thinking the process. The process, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's not you know what I mean because that so many years I did that, and so um I'm like Lord, just marinate, do what you got to do in me and. And I know, and I trust one hundred percent. And don't get me wrong; there's times where I struggle my 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 mentality, or some certain things come up, and I just you know, if they're not of God, I send them right back to the pit of hell. Mm-hmm. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray, I pray. I, I I'm in my I'm in my word. I, I'm in my worship. That's all I listen to is worship. When I sleep, it's worship. When I'm like, Lord, t- do not take the zeal for me. Yeah. You know, don't let me water things down. Like, give me. I want the root. I don't want no more sugar coating. Get, I want to get things from the root. You know what I mean? Because I'd rather die before I go back into the world. Yeah, yeah I never said that before. Like, for me to say, I'd rather die before going back to, that's heavy. Like, you know what I mean? Because I don't, I don't want to, because I'm dead out there already. And so, right now, I stand um, with confidence. I, I understand the, the blood that flows in my veins right now. The DNA that flows, out, like, who we are, who I am. My, my, my prayers can move mountains. Yeah. That's who I am. That's who God created us to be. You know, I'm a holy man living in an unholy world. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so don't get me wrong. The struggle's real. You know what I mean? It's a spiritual, it's, 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 it's a new day every day, but um, that's where I'm at today. And um, uh, my testimony today is, you know what? Like your dad always said, you know, I'm not where I could be. I'm not where I should be, but at least I'm not where I used to be. And so um, I'm not a double-minded man no more. I'm not living two souls. I'm living one soul. And so um, I'm excited to what God has in store for me. I'm in no rush for anything. You know, um, I got all these cool sayings, but yeah, yeah, you know, I don't want to start rapping, but um, that's where I'm, I'm pretty much where I'm at, guys. Um, uh, I'm a new creation. God said, God says it in His Word, and so um, that's pretty much that's where so I'm at. Yeah, we didn't even have to ask you. No. Right <laughs> now. Like, okay, skip over our questions. Well, I'm sorry. No, I'm you sorry. actually nah. covered everything. Yeah, really? you covered what we had. Yeah, so so good and things like that and yeah growing up with you i can even honor you for saying like i see you at the path in your life right now where you're not looking back you're not looking to your right or to your left to mm-hmm. get approval from anybody or still keep in contact because you understand at this point that hey you're trying to meet reach that milestone and mm-hmm. hit that point in sobriety to where you know hey then i'm strong enough now that i can go and be around those people that I can minister even more that, mm-hmm. you know, the power in your prayers is what is going yeah. to save them or change hearts and things Absolutely. like that. So even though people may not understand why you don't come around or may think one thing or another, like I admire that you're doing what's best for you exactly. because you want to be that father yeah. that God that. has yeah. called you to be. Okay, so do you have any questions before we wrap up? Because no question. I thought I'm going to ask my usual question. Yeah. No, I don't have any questions. I just like my biggest takeaway is like, I feel like once anybody like in any situation that they're in, you know, like you have your story and everybody has their story. But I feel like once you realize who God says you are, like, you're just like, I don't want to be anybody else. And I feel like you finally hit that moment where you're just like, Matt, like, who is this guy? I'm done with him. Like, Mm -hmm. God has way better things. Mm -hmm. And like, I love that because that that is for everybody. Everybody. For everybody. You know, like the moment the lights turn on for you and you realize your potential and what God really wants for your life and the plans that he really has for your life, Mm -hmm. like everything just begins to make sense and everything Mm -hmm. begins to fall into place. And, you know, it doesn't get any easier. And, it, you know, like things still come at you and like the devil will come at you harder. Like people will come at you. Like everything will start to happen. But like you are so secure Mm -hmm. in who you know, like he says you are that you're just like bring bring it it. bring it yeah bring it and I just feel like everybody should take that into consideration that like if you don't know who you are right now like in your life or you're somebody that you're like I don't even know who I am like you know like I want to know I want to know this you know like I need a change like it can happen for you like you need to realize that God has so much like better for you 
And it's not just like what you see in the physical. It's just like letting go of that baggage that we carry. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's like my biggest takeaway. And with closing too, because we all grew up in the background of having believing parents nevertheless even though you said you know your mom tried to raise you up Jehovah Witness and things like that what would you say to someone who didn't grow up with at least that foundation of hey there is a God who can get you through if you decide to surrender like what would your take be to that person who is stuck in that hustler mentality who's doing the things that you were doing what would you tell them about how they can get out of it, how they can change if they want it. Um, challenge. You know how we do a lot of challenge, Taki challenge, hot burrito challenge. Challenge. <laughs> you know, all these, yeah, all these challenges, right? <laughs> why don't we challenge God? Oh, they're going to say challenge yourself. No, oh, yeah, why don't we challenge God and say, hey, God, if you're for real, show me. Oh, you sound like my dad. You know, show me, yeah. Show me, show me. And in and, 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 and some way, shape, or form, and, um, if you do that sincerely from your heart, sincerely, not just saying it, when you seriously, sincerely say that from your heart, God will answer you. God will show Himself in some way, shape, or form, and um, in, in some in, in, in a place, you know, person or thing, and and um, I, that's what I think. That's you know, in regards to someone who's never, no, that's true. You know though. what I mean? It, it challenged God. Say, hey, if you're if you're for real, just show me, show me, show so me. If you're truly me. curious about knowing, exactly, make sincere. the request, exactly, and talk to Him however you want to talk to Him. I mean, God doesn't have preference. And so that would be my answer to that. All right. Well, we thank you for joining us and thank opening you. up and giving us all this juicy information and <laughs> details about your walk is truly what you talked about. And mm -hmm. we do appreciate that. We hope that it speaks to anybody that's listening, Amen. whether they have come for that, from that lifestyle or not. Like Nadia said, there is still a message and a word to be received. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you. Honestly, yeah. like that's so powerful. And mm -hmm. um, I don't know, I just I can see a big difference in like, just I know there was parts that I didn't know. But there was like times where you were coming around mm -hmm. and I was there to see it. And like, I can testify to it too, that I've seen you like, just be in and out and in and yeah. out. I could testify to yeah. him, like just being here and then being gone. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, just hearing like, oh, Eddie's back in jail yeah. or this and that. But honestly, like I can look at you <laughs> and like, listen to you and hear it in your voice and feel it like in the room that there's a different man sitting Absolutely. right here. Absolutely. There is. And so just, Amen. I believe like God is going to use you really like in a really great way and awesome thank you yeah i received it i received it yeah but thank you so much for yeah. being here you guys that wraps up our episode for today thank you guys for sticking with us on this long one yeah. um but we hope that you guys received from it and um like share review yes and subscribe or follow whatever you're doing make sure you're plugging in so you can hear more awesome stories awesome. from people like eddie and just thank you for this joining us on this journey. Bye, guys. Bye. bye. <laughs> no, you have to say, okay, bye. Okay, bye. That's not how you really say it. <laughs>